once I got episode one out of the way, I can move on to episode two, which hopefully will feel easier. Just a little uh, secret I want to share with you. I am recording this straight off after straight after episode one. So, dear listeners, this is Adventures in Podcasting. I still don't have my intro. I do have it written down somewhere. I have planned all this, but I needed to get behind the microphone. My name is Pilar Orti, and my website is adventuresinpodcasting.com. And today, like with episode one, I'm just going to share with you a recording session I had today. So, in episode one, I told you about a guest episode I'd recorded for the 21st Century Work Life podcast, which is a podcast I host. We are on to episode 282. I am very proud of it. And it's all about, now it's all about online collaboration, remote work. It used to be about how the world of work and our attitudes to work are changing. But eventually what we picked up was an audience interested in online collaboration, remote leadership, etc. So I thought, let's niche down and haha. <laughs> was a good idea. So that maybe is the first thing for anyone starting to think about a podcast is start. It doesn't matter how broad you feel that your subject is. You do hear that if you niche down, it's easier, but you might not quite know where you want to go. So start, see what you're interested in, see what other people are interested in who are listening to your show and adapt. You, no one is going to say, oh, you started doing that. And no, just, just see how it goes but start. So today what I want to talk about is a different kind of recording I was doing. I have a client that I've been podcasting for. So what that means is I've been in charge of their podcast. It's a training company and we only got to episode nine. <laughs> and the reason for it was that it wasn't completely incorporated into their whole strategy and they were evolving very quickly. And at some point I felt very disconnected. So where we are right now is just revisiting, okay, how are we going to uh, go forward with this podcast if, you know, we've got to have, when you are doing a podcast for another company, you've got to be integrated into what they're doing. So We've paused that, but the same company is uh, launching some courses in Spanish. So they wanted to do an audio. So we recorded a piece of audio. And it's very important that we don't say I recorded a podcast because I didn't. <laughs> I recorded a standalone piece of audio that they can use on their website. Well, I had a lot of fun because what it was, it, it was different, of course, to podcasting because it was a promotional piece of audio designed to get people interested in the courses, to check out the courses and to understand what the methodology was. So it could have been an interview, my 21st century work life podcast, actually. And, and maybe that's what I need to do next, bring them on that to, to amplify that message. So, so it is different to podcasting because you are serving someone else's agenda. But that's also what you do when you podcast for someone else. And I think that is also an interesting way of developing your persona because then you become the person who's enabling someone else to get their message out. So podcasting is usually traditionally about you getting out your message as a podcaster. As soon as you start to podcast for someone else, you just need to, to, to massage that, to shift it. Anyone who does content marketing for someone else, 
anyone who does marketing for anyone else, anyone who works for anyone else knows that. It's the same with podcasting. I will tell you at some point about my experience co-hosting a show for someone else, because that is also interesting, because I there I also show up as myself, but I show up as myself to support somebody else's work. So I find all of this fascinating, and um, that's why I'm here behind the microphone with you. And just a uh, just for practicalities, those of you who are starting podcasting or want to start to podcast, I recorded today's interview with the two guests on Zoom. We switched off the cameras because my podcast setup doesn't allow me to, well, sorry, it does allow me, it allows me to do anything. It's my own podcast setup. But the way I'm set up, the camera is on profile to me, and so it's not helpful. And anyway, I prefer to record without a camera, which puts off some guests. So again, if you're starting and you're thinking audio only, some for some guests, I know that they've found it difficult because they were, they're more used to having conversations face to face, even online. So we recorded on Zoom. If you are using Zoom, which of course, podcasters are going to suggest you something else. <laughs> but if that's what you've got access to, and if that's what's going to get you started, use it, use what you've got, but look into how to make the best use of it. So specifically for Zoom, and there might be other applications that do this, make sure you've set for split tracks. And I think you need to record locally for that. Again, because those split tracks will allow you then to have different tracks for your track and the guest or co-host track. So that if somebody is like, I don't know, rubbing their hands under your uh, while you're speaking, you can actually mute that. Or if somebody's got some noise or if somebody coughs under you, I don't know, you can think of all the scenarios. So if you're using Zoom split tracks, if you want to go a little bit more pro, use something like Zencaster or Riverside FM. Um, I'm not endorsing either because I don't use them. I, I do use Zencaster with the co-host. It works fine. Just gets a little bit more used getting used to, but they are browser-based. So the other person doesn't have to download anything to be there recording with you. And I think both of those have a video option if you like that. So that's what we used. And I'm just trying to think what else is useful. Um, I'll just send them the MP3 even before I've edited it. Oh, one other thing. So I'm recording this in August 2021. And I think it's really important to timestamp some of these episodes because things evolve. So one good thing about Zoom, which is why if you want to use it for your podcasts, for your episodes, great. It does have a noise reduction thing. It just filters some noise. I've done workshops where everyone had their microphones muted because they thought, oh, I've got lots of background noise, this this and this happening in, across the street, this and that. And I've just said, let's just open the microphones just to hear what ambient noise is in this room. They've opened their microphones and there was silence because Zoom is getting rid of any noise that is not the voice you want to hear. That is one thing to remember. The other thing I do, I record my own track in Audacity at the same time. So I've got Zoom recording and then Audacity is also recording. So that at least my audio is a little bit better because Zoom does compress, I think, the audio when it records it or something. I'm not very technical <laughs> for a podcaster, but you don't have to be either. So recording Audacity at the same time, split tracks and don't worry too much. Right, I think my husband's got dinner for me. So I've managed to record episode one. Hopefully you've listened to that. And today's episode two. 
I have another recording tomorrow and I've got two more recordings next week and I will be delighted to share what's going on in those then in episodes maybe three and four. Until then, thank you for listening.